Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, guess what time it is that we have to do. We're going to do it today at 3 and again at 5. It's to update everybody on the grand totals on the Pastathon. All right. Do we have a drummer today? Yes, we do. The money total, $991,847. Wow. So close to a million. So close. Can we get to a million by 5 o'clock? We're close. 991,000. I will not leave the studio unless we hit a million. By five or six? By five. That's our next uh, update. Update. That's the last one we'll do. Do you think we can grab 40,000 in the next uh, two hours? Well, it's 40,000 to beat last year. But it's nine thousand to beat to beat the million dollar mark. Oh, you were talking about the million dollar mark. I'm shooting for the million dollar mark. Okay. Right. Maybe we can do that before five o'clock. All right. So Pastathon.com. Keep pushing it then. Uh, our total of pasta and sauce, 21,224 pounds. Yeah, I took that home and ate it. That's a lot of pasta and sauce. I just can't even imagine. That's, uh, that's a good dinner. Uh, Bruno, where do you store that? I... <laughs> uh, a thank you to Teacher Created Materials in Huntington Beach, who matched donations yesterday up to ten grand, and also collected... More than 8,200 pounds of pasta and sauce. Wow. How's that for an endeavor? Thank you very much. And uh, thank you to Sharice Jameson and Starrett Harper. They both donated $2,000 out at the Anaheim White House today. Today. They went over Today's the last day they're going to be there collecting until, I think, 3 o'clock. It just ended at the Anaheim. But, of course, the pasta-thon continues through Sunday. Right. You can still donate. It's smart and final. 
Wendy's, and of course at Pastathon.com. All right, so uh, go to Pastathon.com now and donate, and uh, it's really just about eighty-two hundred dollars. Wow. That uh, we need donated, and maybe at five o'clock we get announced uh, that we cracked the million dollar mark. Stay tuned. Yeah, uh, give all us right. something to live for. We haven't talked about anything on Elon Musk yet. Anything that you have, or uh, no? Deborah? What'd you say? There was an announcement. Uh... Yeah, he said that they were double checking facts, and they would <laughs> probably start live streaming in forty minutes. So that was uh, hmm, about twenty five, thirty minutes ago. Oh, we're getting close. All, then. Right. all right, all right. They're double checking facts. Yes. Who does that? Responsible people. That's so old-fashioned. Wouldn't they have done that before they announced a 2 o'clock release time? Yeah, I, you know, I don't really he, understand that. He's uh, trying to keep people in suspense. <laughs> you know how you have a showtime and then, you know, everybody's sitting there. It's 8 p.m., but it's not yeah. like 8.30 or 8.40 yeah. before the artist comes out. Have you ever gone to a, to a rock concert where, where the guy came out at 8 o'clock? No. Well, we were debating that because Elton John was live-streamed on Disney+. Plus. And they kept saying on the tickets, be there at 8 o'clock sharp. This is a live stream. It will start. Yeah. What time do you think it started? 10? Ten. 8.15. <laughs> 8.15? Oh, that's I guess they did because I watched it when I came home, like a short pregame show. Or right. Recap, and then, yeah, he came out around 8.15. It wasn't no, they're, they're, they've, been, they've been. He's old. He wants to get it over with. I was thinking. It, then it's, you know, it's bedtime by 10.30. Yeah, he's 75 years old. All right. Well, we haven't uh, talked uh, much lately about Ukraine and Russia. And the big headline today is that Putin poopy. Putin poopy. Yeah, this is funny. Well, yeah. Well, it I is guess funny. people hate Putin. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's killed tens of thousands of people. So Yeah, yeah I guess so. Uh, the reports are, according to, oh, we mentioned this outfit before, uh, the Telegram channel. They're obviously... Uh, Social media. Yeah, they're, they're not in favor of the regime of Vladimir Putin. Uh, they have a source on the security team, so they say. And uh, the report says that Vladimir Putin fell down the stairs and soiled himself. Uh, he, he landed on his coccyx. Mm. Boy, did you ever fall on your coccyx? Uh, yes, <laughs> I have. Playing sports a couple of times. That, that hurts forever. That can hurt for a long time. You know, I, tailbone, think, I think I have some kind of permanent coccyx injury. Coccyx? My, my, my coccyx always hurts. You if, just want if, to say the word over and over again. No, but no, I'm telling you the truth. If I sit on a hard surface Is that for right? any length of time, yeah, it, it always hurts. That's where we probably at one time had a tail, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> that's why it's called the tailbone. <laughs> well, some of us still do. Before we evolved and lost the tail. <laughs> What's with this used to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you still do. You tuck it in. That's right. I, Deborah, have you seen his tail going I, by? I have not. I have a little tail pocket that I roll it up. and. Uh... Uh, he was walking down the stairs and he flopped. And apparently it was such an awful flop that he involuntarily defecated. <laughs> Quote, due to cancer affecting his stomach and bowels. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, you, he's 70. It's not like he's 90, but clearly if you have cancer and it's ravaging your internals, do you, think his AIDS, you could easily lose control. Do you think his aides laughed at him? No. The security guard? Oh, no. Yeah, when he oh, skidded yeah. down the stairs and then No, they'd be himself. taken away. I don't think so. <laughs> and then they were shot. Uh, I, wonder if he, I wonder if he's on like a lot of medication, too, and maybe he just got oh, really woozy. and Probably he's on a lot of chemotherapy. I would, I would, I would think I would, so. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, 
Three bodyguards helped the president get to the nearest couch, uh, summon medics who were on duty at the residence. Oh, who Nothing to- critical was diagnosed. The president's condition closer to nighttime was stable. He can get around on his own, but there is pain in the coccyx area. Who's got to clean that up? Sitting is the only thing that bothers him. Jeez. Who would oh, want pants? Who would want that call on the staff? What what he was wearing? Was it pajamas or was it like a... He has slip-proof shoes, you see, because it's... I guess they weren't in this case. No. Stairs were deemed safe in the official residence, but we don't know. We may have had a little vodka or something and... Yeah. Yeah, and then he, he, he did uh, did an involuntary dump. But nevertheless, it says the next uh, day he was out there touring a lab in Moscow. Now he's a tough guy. Yep, yep. And then this story goes on to recap all the things people have noticed. It looks like IV marks on his hands. And, of course, that thing where it looked like he was shaking. And yep. then another time he was sitting at a table and he looked uh, unstable. That, that, uh, that report of that picture and that video. So, well, die already! I know. What does it take? You guys, don't say the that. The channel claimed that his it's oncology Putin. is progressing, and despite adequate treatment lately, the pain is not always completely relieved. He's he's probably got something uh, progressive that's going to kill him. He, it well, it well, sounds like he's reports. got something terminal. Right. Uh, if this stuff we, is true. When we come back, there's a couple more chapters to talk about concerning Russia, Ukraine, and one of them is going to disturb our newsreader. Hmm course grandly disturbed well more disturbed than i usually am working yes. with you guys yes above. well especially if i can find a little more detail to the headline but i will try to do oh that. i this one yeah yeah of oh you're going to be extra disturbed extra extra and ukraine is now estimating how many russian soldiers have died since this war began in february we'll give you all yeah. this John and Ken, kfi am 640 live everywhere in the iheart radio app uh, the disturbed deborah mark has news in two hours, we're bringing back the Moist Line people. And because it's December, well, behind whatever they have to say will be the lovely Christmas music that's, that we that's great. pull out that drives people crazy. The normal Moist Line music is replaced by the Christmas music, but it's kind of the same type of weird instrumentation. If you know what that is, it's like calliopes and all sorts of weird mm-hmm. uh, music. So we'll do that at 520 and 550. Here on the Johnny Ken Show. Your next Postathon update is coming at 5 o'clock here on KFI. Well, we're updating everybody on Ukraine versus Russia, February 24th. That's the day, John, that Russia invaded. Stuck in my head forever. That's the day. Yeah, long term memory works. That's the way the gas prices went out of control. You know, I always think about it. It's a great example of long term memory. And I'm always perfect at this, but when a song comes on the radio, even if it's 30 years old, those lyrics just come back, don't they? And you sing along sometimes? Especially if you have a strong emotional bond. To the a song. connection to it? Yes. Right. Or it was a song that was a big, big hit. It was played over and over and over. There, there Either are, liked it or didn't like it. There are many uh, songs where I get immediately transported to the, the exact time. moment I would hear I it. do too. I, can, I have feelings. I smell things. I see the weather. Oh. Wow. That's more, uh, that's more yes. detailed than It's an me. immersive experience. Yeah, I, I do go back. It's often high school or college or something like that. And that's why I listen to Casey's Countdowns on Sirius XM because uh, then you're hearing the whole thing in a row and it really takes you back to that whole month or time where that was going on, all those songs, yeah, something like you, that. You or, could lose yourself. You can't, you can't forget where you are. Don't lose yourself. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's the update on Russia and Ukraine and the one that will bother our lovely vegan. 
our animal lover. Uh, it looks like a number of European embassies are getting bloody packages. And when they look inside the packages, it's animal eyes in there. Oh, animal eyes? Animal eyes. Animal eyes, they're watching you. <laughs> they see your <laughs> Is that one of those songs that takes you back? Yes. There it yeah. is, Hall of Notes, Private Eye. <laughs> sure. <laughs> is that what you sing uh, when you hear it? Uh, now You know what? No. Now when I hear that song, I'm, that's what I'm going to think of. Mm-hmm. Why too. would you do Animalize. this? The packages are soaked in a liquid with a distinctive color and smell. Uh-huh. They were sent to embassies in Hungary, the Netherlands, Poland, Croatia, and Italy. Also to general consulates in Naples and Krakow. I'll leave the Polish alone. Well, the way Russians have a real problem with Poland because it looks like they're trying to help the Ukrainians. We're in the way. They took a lot of them into their country. They believe that they're smuggling in supplies through the Polish border. Come on. You'd have to expect this. Animal eyes. So how did they harvest the animal eyes? And what animal? And what animal? I couldn't find that out. Just the Uh, eyeballs? But I guess they were certain it wasn't human eyes. So So what they... Yeah, just the eyes. I don't. What does it mean? I mean, somebody's watching, watching you. you. <laughs> yeah, maybe it does. Maybe it does mean that. That's um, another song. And they didn't want to. They didn't want to stoop so low as to say somebody's send you and watching eyes. me. Um, um, yeah. So there's also been exploding packages. Oh, and then uh, the Ukraine ambassador to the Vatican, Andrei Yurash, hmm. said that somebody dumped animal feces at the entrance to his Rome residence. Animal feces. The door to his apartment and the stairs and the walls were smeared with a dirty substance with an unpleasant smell. How do they know that's connected to the Ukraine-Russia thing? Well, he's the Ukraine ambassador. Oh, I thought you said the Vatican. To the Vatican. Oh, he's the Ukraine ambassador to that's the Vatican. That's right, yeah. Oh, yeah, it says his residence is in the Vatican. Yeah. Also, Well, the- that's quite an ambassadorship post, isn't it? What, uh, how much goes on there? <laughs> I'm the U.S. ambassador to the Vatican. I live in the Vatican. You just count the money that the Cardinals stole. No Uh, kidding. Also, the diplomatic mission, and this is Yurash speaking, the diplomatic mission in Italy received some letters with some very unpleasant stuff inside. I mean some animal eyes. I don't know exactly, but it looks like eyes from fish or some other animals. Uh, Wow. Somebody's extracting I mean, would this be coming from the Kremlin, or is this somebody acting on their own? I don't know. Who's trying to send a message to these embassies? Uh, yeah. A Madrid embassy employee was injured after opening a package addressed to Ukraine's ambassador to Spain this week. The person decided to open the package received by normal mail in the embassy guard because there was a small box in it. After opening the box and hearing a click, uh-oh, he tossed it, heard an explosion, but he still hurt his hands and received a concussion. See, this was, these packages were sent to Ukrainian officials in some of these countries. Because the Ukrainian consulate in Poland got a package. Uh, and- oh, and Spanish police said a similar package was sent to a Spanish arms company that manufactures rocket launchers that Spain has donated mm. to uh, Ukraine. Yeah. Then the Ukrainian embassy in Kazakhstan was warned of an attack with explosives. Oh. Yeah, so this is... Ukraine is but- now claiming that the death toll of Moscow's soldiers has reached 90 thousand you know uh Since the start of the invasion in the vietnam war which lasted uh nine years yes i was thinking of that too yesterday the, when i saw I, this story how many did we lose we lost fifty-eight thousand american soldiers in nine years they lost ninety thousand 
In nine months. In nine months. That is that is hard to comprehend. They will, of course, deny that number. This uh, is uh, backed up by the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff here in the U.S., General Mark Milley. He said Russia's military, he says, more than 100,000 killed and wounded. An independent Russian news outlet back in November 25th said it's at least 9,000 Russian soldiers. So it's quite different from 90,000. Uh. Yeah, I don't know if somebody dropped a uh, dropped a zero there. Oh well, that's that's the Russian claim. Well, they yeah, have, that's why I said they're going to deny that they remember they were supposed to bring cremation devices so they could take their dead soldiers and just immediately incinerate them. Yeah, so we they could lose the proof of the, right. the figure. So you're right. So uh, can you ma- imagine the the parents? They they say there is is some resistance from Russian mothers going on in the country. Because uh, their sons are not coming home. Oh. And if they've been incinerated in those uh, portable uh, units, uh, there's no record of them. Now, the They've Ukrainian death toll is a little less known. Somebody did say 100,000. but uh, And, of course, there's civilians that have been killed by the thousands. <clears throat> but the total death toll in Ukraine... yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was significantly that, that, less than that's the Russians why, were suffering. No sympathy for Putin sliding down a flight of stairs and pooping in his pants. Not at all. That's uh, why I'm he laughing. He brought this on. Yeah. In fact, I think he slipped on an animal eye. That's uh, He deserves the humiliation. He does. All right. We got more coming up. It is the John and Ken Show. Oh, look at that. They're running a news story on ABC that the gas prices are expected to be less than $3 a gallon on average across the country by Christmas. <sighs> Imagine that. The rest of the country is going to be paying less than $3 a gallon. So move! Yeah, that's a good idea. That's what everybody else is doing. You don't like it? Lump it. Wow. Fascinating what we uh, what Californians take here. All right, John is uh, like holding his breath. He wants to get to that million dollar mark with Postathon. Oh, yeah. We got to so, do that. Uh, Postathon.com is the place to go to donate. Or if you happen to be at a Smart and Final or a Wendy's, you can donate a checkout for the Postathon, which of course benefits Katarina's Club, feeding 25,000 meals every week to kids in need in Southern California. And they've been working on breaking the cycle of poverty. We'll be talking about that with a special guest. In the 5 o'clock hour, we do our next update. We have $991,847 donated as of 3 o'clock. So we need about uh, $8,200 donated between now and 5 o'clock. If you do that, we'll hit a million dollars. And you'll be very excited to announce that landmark total. That's right. Be all all kinds of celebration. We'll set off fireworks. We have fireworks, too, in addition to the drum roll. Can we find fireworks? Something uh, exciting I mean, like shoot that? Shoot Deborah into the air. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Jones-Lee will be at the Smart and Final in Dana Point, Capistrano Beach, tomorrow from 2 to 5 p.m. That's at 34001 Doheny Park Road. You can come out and meet her and donate in store to Katarina's Club and the Pastathon. Okay, this is a good one. We return to the saga of the L.A. County District Attorney, George Gascon. We have another lawsuit by a deputy DA who is complaining about retaliation. What makes Victoria Adams' case really interesting? She was the chief of staff to Gascon right after he took over. So he trusted her and she was willing to give him a chance. You see what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. That's why I think her lawsuit, and particularly has some good inside stuff, is probably one of the most fascinating ones 
we've seen now. She says she was ultimately demoted from a position as assistant DA of special operations to assistant DA of special projects. That may mean nothing to you, but according to the lawsuit, that reduced her. She used to be supervising hundreds of attorneys in multiple bureaus. She's now supervising one person, a secretary. So they and, basically gave her the little basement and, office. And all the special projects don't exist. There, right. It says, all in reality, all but one project assigned to her are inactive, theoretical, or obsolete. <laughs> so she, yeah, she's put in a closet with a secretary and nothing to do. According to her suit, what happened with the L.A. DA's office? And by the way, she's been in the DA's office since 1985. The only senior executive with management experience under former deputy, a former DA, Jackie Lacey, who was added to Gascon's executive team after he took office. Like I said, he made her chief of staff. He thought that she was one of these people that could either go along with his changes or at least remain neutral. But, you know, she couldn't help herself because things going on there. uh, She says that um, there was no management structure or agenda prepared or during leadership team meetings. Uh, nothing substantive was discussed. The chain of command collapsed. Inexperienced political appointees were creating a chaotic environment that exists to this day. And that's what John has said from the beginning, create chaos, right? Yeah. Everything. She said the weekly meetings, his political employees would just uh, speak down about prosecutors and describe the association of deputy district attorneys as evil. Of course, we've had them on the show many well, times But before. those are all the prosecutors that work for <laughs> Gascon. They're all evil. And the ones that voted in favor of the no, recall, no. right? See, people don't know because none of this, none of this is televised. No, it's all inside no, stuff, no, right? No, Gascon and his crew are absolutely nuts. They're fanatical. They're wild-eyed lunatics. Imagine, they think all the prosecutors of the criminals are evil. Not that the criminals are evil. The prosecutors are evil. Think about that. Think of all the stories of all the murders you've heard and the sexual assaults. The rapes, the aggravated assaults, the beatings, the break-ins, all the thuggery that goes on. Think of what happened to somebody like uh, 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 the, the girl the girl at the furniture store. Yeah, that was Brianna Kupfer. Brianna Kupfer. Think about what happened to her. And the prosecutor in that case is evil, but the guy who stabbed her to death is not. This crowd is upset that the prosecutors want to put bad guys in prison they want to let out all the prisoners and not let any new prisoners in i I, you just have no idea if you could sit in a room with them and listen to them and watch them throughout their work day you'd be carrying these people out yourself it wasn't long before she noticed that his directives were well in some cases plain illegal they violated either local state or federal laws one of the ones she really complained about was charging juveniles with crimes. Uh, they had to be treated as juveniles no matter how violent the offense. Oh, and she says that violated laws. Uh, another conflict arose in early 2021 when Gascon announced he was hiring a criminal defense attorney named Lawrence Middleton to investigate officer-involved shooting cases that Jackie Lacey had, quote, declined to prosecute. He got a first-year salary of 750000 and for his two remaining years, he'd be paid a million and a half for each of the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that- he was also to receive a support staff, investigator, assistance. Adams informed uh, the interim chief deputy 
a guy by the name of Joseph Iniguez, that Middleton's contract was violating all sorts of laws, conflict of interest, corruption, it waste, cronyism. Yeah. You hire a buddy and you give him uh, over $2 million? That's corruption. A defense lawyer to prosecute police officers. I, yeah. Well, I, she was ordered into a meeting and told not to concern herself with that whole thing. And uh, eventually, not long after she was removed from her position of chief of staff, he gave the job to this uh, puppet in Ingus. You know, the, 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 biggest, the biggest danger is all the stuff that goes on behind closed doors that we can't see. It's not televised. Nobody's investigating it deeply enough. Nobody in the media cares enough. Nobody on the inside talks about it enough. I mean, if only we could have. You remember how shocked everybody was at the uh, at, at, at what, what the uh, council people said, Sadio and uh, Nuria Martinez. Yes, and Kevin DeLeon, right? Because they heard the words, and suddenly it was. Oh, 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 I can't believe the language they used. You don't think that's going on every day in hundreds of government offices all day and night? Of course it is. You just had one little snippet that happened to be recorded. If you could see what they think of crime victims, crime victim families, police officers, if you could hear what they say about them. So this all came to a head. This is when she really got demoted. She was removed as chief of staff, and then she got demoted further. Guess what she complained about in April of this year? The Hannah Tubbs case. Hannah Tubbs is allegedly a transgender who pleaded guilty to sexually assaulting a 10-year-old girl in 2014 when Tubbs identified as a male. But because they were two weeks shy of turning 18, they got light treatment, right? Separately, Tubbs is accused of sexually molesting a four-year-old girl in 2013 and, of course, now a robbery and a murder in 2019. Based on Gascon's directive, the prosecutor was not permitted to request a Tubbs sex assault case be transferred to adult court, and that, of course, resulted in light treatment. Yeah. And she complained about that, and that got her demoted. Yeah. Tubbs, right? Tubbs, of all people. The guy who's faking his transgender status in order to get a lighter uh, sentence in a better prison. If he's tried as a woman instead of a man. I mean, the system is just so corrupt. It's so filthy and rotten. And wow. Gascon is just the worst. Just and this the worst. is a great story, as I said, because Victoria Adams... Looks like she tried to give this guy a chance, became his chief of staff, and now she's got all this great inside stuff about how horribly wrong yeah. so, his I whole mean, office so is. She, she's in the inner circle for a little while. She was, so right. So she, she's telling really what's going on there. Yeah. They sit around disparaging prosecutors just yeah. trying to do their job and take criminals off the street. Psychos. They are a bunch of psychos in Gascon's department. All those criminal uh, defense attorneys, uh, all, all, all the uh, public defenders that he hired, they're psychos. They got right, a weird more fetish up. for violent criminals. Well, we're still waiting for Elon Musk to uh, drop the files. These are supposedly the internal discussions at Twitter back in the fall of 2020 when the Hunter Biden laptop story broke. The New York Post led the way with inside coverage of what uh, was on that laptop. And uh, a lot of the rest of the media and Twitter censored it because we were close to the election. And no bad things are going to be said about Joe Biden. Or his offspring, Hunter. Uh, so it's, we were told two hours ago, but uh, there's some technical difficulties. I they're double-checking yeah. documents. Okay, I'm just looking at his uh, Twitter feed right now. Yes. And he writes, here we go. Oh. Here we go? Yeah. Oh, good start. W- was that and recent? And then it's blank. 
It says nine minutes. Here we go. So let's see. <laughs> and then there's somebody underneath that wrote thread, the Twitter files, show the thread, and there's all kinds of comments comments and things. Yeah. No. All right. But you, no, I don't, I don't know. It would probably take a lot to read the whole document yeah, dump, but probably. <clears throat> We're hoping that maybe somebody uh, who's trustworthy can uh, oh, really? do that and then uh, <laughs> interpret it. Oh, a trustworthy media member. Yeah, that's often difficult to... Uh... Yeah, I was expecting the New York Post to jump all over this because well, obviously the, they're the, the center of well, this. Well, the but, Post uh... will. I bet you all the other networks won't cover it. They probably will not. You're right. They will not. Even if it's some vast conspiracy with the... Uh... With the uh, FBI and the Justice Department, and uh, they they'll ju- they'll just ignore it. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens come January when the Republicans take over the House of Representatives and they start all these hearings on Hunter Biden, the laptop, and the yeah. Biden family business, and yeah. the, all the most of the media will ignore it. They won't do any coverage, not the way they did on January sixth. No, or no, all the other stories. <laughs> That's like a sacred holiday now. That's oh, in be- fact, the El Segundo Times already had their columnists. Oh, we're going to have the Looney Tunes hearings coming with the Republican oh, right, Looney Tunes. Right, yeah, right. right. When they do it, it's Looney Tunes. When the Democrats right. do it, it's uh, their statesmen. Of course, <laughs> it's uh, important matters, constitutional crisis that we must address. And, uh, but you know, it's politics on both sides. When a guy but- shows up wearing a fur pelt around his neck and horns out of his head, we're supposed to take that uh, very gravely. They're hearing, I want to follow, though, concerns the border. They're also making noise that they want to do something about the head of the Department of Homeland Security, this Mayorkas character oh. and the open border. And oh, they ought to put his head on a stick. There's a, there's a story that Title 42 is probably going to go away on December 21st. It's kind of what the courts have been telling the Biden administration that they're going to have to do. And uh, supposedly that's going to open the floodgates. Uh, that, of course, was... Uh, a measure that was implemented when Trump was president to try to hold back the tide of immigrants using uh, you know, COVID-19 as an excuse, a public health crisis. Right. But that, that will expire. And once word gets to those countries that well, that, that can't be used anymore yeah. to keep you out. It, it's no longer a public health crisis unless you're in the county of Los Angeles. Right. Then it's a public health crisis. Right. Idiots. Mm. Oh, and Musk still wants to put oh, that uh, that computer in the brain, uh, the Neuralink. Uh, he also made news oh, this week. Did you see that story? For that idea, yeah. Was that another upsetting story for uh, for Deborah? Oh, they they tested it on animals, uh, monkeys. Why? Uh, uh, well, if they, they they have to simulate people, they want to see if they could stimulate the brain electronically uh-huh. to get, for example, paralyzed people to walk. Uh-huh. Now, to make that work. You got to use some animals. I think I said this before. In this day and age, why can't we use robots or or, or something? Well, robots else? aren't don't yeah, have but, people. They don't have the anatomy of yeah, living I organisms. I know, but, but or something like that. I mean, I don't know. It, it just seems that you would think that there there could be something that could mimic a monkey, hmm. so that you don't have to test on animals. I don't know what that is, but I would think that. That should be in the works, or it should have already been done. I, I think the brain is too complex. Uh, the, the brain is actually a supercomputer in its own way that's more complex than the computers we make. I know everybody's hyped up about the speed of computers, but actually what we're able to accomplish every day uh, and the history of what we've put together over the course of thousands of years is, is not, I just at this point, I don't think you could replicate it. You know, you it's know, lost it's, on you when you look around miserable humans every day, but... <laughs> Well, yeah, when you look at what... <laughs> he wants to start implanting this in human trials in six months. That's the plan. 
Neuralink has been refining the main product for the brain, which consists of a tiny device and electrode-laced wires, along with the robot that, ooh, carves out a piece of a person's skull and implants the wiring. Hmm. Well, I guess if you're paralyzed, you might be willing to take a chance for uh, some sort of uh, ability. Well, I mean, because a, a lot of the human body works off electricity. And, yeah. and And if you can, and when you have a spinal injury, it disrupts the wiring. That leads right. from your lower body parts, for example, to the brain. So if there's something you can create to replace that electrical charge that's shooting through your body to the brain, then, then maybe you can get things working again. Well, do you think that p- people would actually volunteer? Yes. Right? They get a lot of money and they'd say, okay, instead of testing on animals, animals don't have a choice in the matter. Ask uh Ask humans if they would volunteer and oh, pay them. I, oh, yeah. And they're looking at people, especially with ALS, which is just horrible. Uh, as you know, it's the Lou Gehrig's disease thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or people that have had a bad stroke. If you're down to a few months and you can't even blink your eyes or swallow I would anymore, do that. I, I yeah, would 100%. I, w- I would, too. So they'll... Uh, they'll you don't even have to pay me. Not All now. right, let's open up her skull. <laughs> hey, my kids. How's that? <laughs> well, what do you know? It's empty in there. <laughs> Ooh, big surprise. <laughs> John and Ken, KFI M640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season nine is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.